I'm not afraid to say it. I love Jaden Nunn. This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Baylor. I am your host, Cam Stewart. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. And thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. We so appreciate that. Be sure to like and subscribe and tell your friends. Bears coming off a 79-62 win over the Oklahoma Sooners. Just that that last three at the end for OU uh, making it so it's not a 20-point victory. That's too bad. Um, but what a performance from the Bears. We're going to talk to uh, Drake Toll later on in the show and do a little Baylor Big 12 uh, crossover uh, to talk about not only the Bears game last night, but also uh, where they stand in the Big 12 and who are the real contenders in this conference. And I'll give you a spoiler alert. Baylor is very much in that mix. Anyway, but the look, oh, you, man. <laughs> we'll get to how great this is for Baylor, but... OU has been a pretty darn good team this year. They were in the top 10 at one point. They got into the into the rankings in the non-conference, and we were like, ah, well, is this team for real? And they have been in that they've stuck in the rankings. They're just at 25 now, um, and they can't compete with Baylor. They cannot compete with Baylor, man. I mean, this is the last time they beat the Bears. Trey Young was their point guard. Like this is this is just a massacre of a of a matchup. The last five or six years now, um, and I'm not gonna lie to you, but I've been impressed in that OU has stayed in in the in the rankings and have had some good Big Twelve wins. But I couldn't name a player. I couldn't tell you their style. I, I couldn't. You know, I couldn't give you facts about this team or what I'm scared of about this team. And after this game against Baylor, I still can't tell you their play style. I can't tell you any of their players. And I can't tell you what would scare you about them. This was just foot, meat, ant, and pavement just smackdown. And then and, and we have not seen Baylor dominate a team like this in the Big 12 this year. Uh, it was their first 20-plus point lead at any point in the game in the Big 12. I talk about that a little bit later on in the show, as well as Jaden Nunn's performance. Uh, but look, this was this was just not a fair fight. Like, oh, you, if you're a Baylor fan and just watch this game, you're like, this team stinks, brother. This team stinks. And I don't, I think that's probably a little bit harsh, but like, what are we supposed to believe? That was a legit, should have been 20 point victory. Like those runs that, that teams go on against Baylor did not even make this game interesting. Uh, so we're, we're going to talk about Jaden Nunn in the next segment here. But uh, the other guy I really would love to highlight is Ray J. Dennis, who of course has been up and down this season, but I would say the downs are not that low uh, um but he comes off a, a game where he turned the ball over six or seven times against kansas the team turned it over 21 times and in this game they were handed it over to uh oklahoma five times five to improve your turnover game by 16 from one game to the next that's fantastic. And Ray J. Dennis in particular, 11 points on 5 of 10 shooting. That's great. That's great for me. A lot of those were layups. Eight assists and one, one turnover. One, a single one. Jacoby Walter, zero turnovers. 
Like, I'm in. I'm in. And he kind of joked about that with John Morris after the game. They asked him, you know, eight, eight assists to one turnover. And he, he laughed and he said, yeah, it's about time. Like, he, and he said it earlier this week when he, when he talked to the media. Like, he knows that he has been loose with the basketball at times this year. He, he knows that. Like, he has come into this team and he knows that I, I am the leader out there on the court. Okay. I, I am the point guard. I am the guy. And he has taken on that role. And, you know, the beginning of the conference schedule, it wasn't going great. I thought he was taking too many shots, especially down the stretch. But you have seen the last couple of games, Ray J. Dennis, the general, Ray J. Dennis, the creator. And boy, did he create. <laughs> he created, and, and this was Genesis. Like he was creating everything on this night, eight assists to one turnover. Bang, man. Bang. And of course, the highlight of the game is Baylor's last field goal, the loudest it gets all night. Scholarship athlete, scholarship Baylor Bear, Austin Sachs, 4-3, bang, bang. Place goes nuts. I posted the video on Twitter. It was just an awesome, awesome moment. Um, and with Langston Love out missing his second straight game, your leading scorer off the bench for the Bears Scholarship athlete, Austin Sachs, with three points. Stung to see, you know, uh, like I said, love and street clothes again, second straight game. I am worried about that in the back of my mind. Maybe I'm paranoid from two years ago, but we heard day-to-day -day for LJ Cryer for two months, and he played one game in that span. It was like four or five weeks. He came back against Tech and then was gone the rest of the season. And we heard day to day for almost all of that. So I, I, I am worried about that. I'm not gonna not gonna lie to you guys, uh, because the bench scoring leaves something to be desired when when he's not out there. Um, another game for Biro Little where he gets some time, just seven minutes, uh, doesn't doesn't record a point and has a turnover. So like it, it, it's thin at scoring guards. Uh, but when you get the performance you did out of Jaden Nunn with his 27 points, that's going to cover up a lot of wounds. And what I think was impressive is not just that this was really the first blowout victory for the Bears in, in the conference this year. It's just that nothing was fluky on the other end, I don't think. You know, it's not that OU was missing their best player or they just shot unfathomably bad. Uh, Baylor shot almost unfathomably well from three, 52%. Yeah, that's pretty great. But like OU shoots 33%. Like that's that's not off their season average. And if anything, the flukiness was kind of on the Baylor side. You look at Eve Meesty, who gets 12 points, but only one rebound. You know, Jacoby Walters, only three of eight again. He gets he gets 10 and 10 and six. So that's that's not bad. Um, but like there. If anything's fluky, it's it's kind of on the Baylor side where their big guns weren't leading the way. It was it was Jaden Nunn and, and Jalen Bridges who were leading the way, and still, it's a blowout victory for the Bears. Fantastic, love it. Uh, they go. We'll talk about this later in the week, but they go to West Virginia at the weekend. No place is an easy place to play. I know West Virginia's tripped up some teams, but that's got to be a win. That's got to be a road victory. And then Tuesday they go to BYU which I'm not entirely excited about. I'm not going to lie to you. But we'll, 
We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. As for now, we're celebrating a big Baylor victory. Once again, just a game out in the lost column in the Big 12. Like anything can happen. They could still be challenging for this crown. And I I said all year long, the champion of this conference is going to have five or six losses. Baylor's at four, and they are very much still in this thing. Very much. Doesn't leave a huge margin for error when you still got Kansas and Houston, BYU, but it absolutely gets in Texas. Uh, it gets you a seat at that table. Anyway, we are going to talk to Drake Toll, locked on Baylor. See not only this game and how the Bears shake out in this conference. Coming up after this. Today's show is brought to all of you, kind folks, by Game Time. Game Time is where I go when I get bored and want to go to a game. Like, oh, I, I feel like it's game time. I check my watch, it says game time, and I go and I go for cheap because Game Time gets me tickets for cheap. You can find the best deals last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. Easy to find and buy tickets for every event in your area. View the seat in the venue. What will you be seeing? See it on your phone first. Event cancellation protection, job loss protection, lowest prices guaranteed at Game Time. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I love the fact you can see the view from your seat. You can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Two taps, which is a lot, by the way. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts, the place to find last-minute seats is Game Time. Right now, use code VEGAS100 to get $100 off a big game. All Game Time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app and use code VEGAS100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Once again, happy Wednesday, everybody. Drake Toll alongside Cameron Stewart here, Locked On Big 12 and Locked On Baylor. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day, as always. Uh, Cam, the Baylor Bears are, como se dice, good at the basketball thing. I Here's my take. Here's my take. This is my thesis here. Baylor is now a Final Four caliber team. After that Auburn game to open the year, we thought that might be the case for the squad. Mm -hmm. yep. Then there was like, a, oh, they got killed by Michigan State, and the Duke game wasn't pretty. Then some of these Big 12 games have not been great, but now despite a loss against Kansas, where I don't believe in moral victories, but you got a couple, and now this win against Oklahoma, which was dominant, I think I like the Baylor Bear. I do, I do too, Drake. And last night's game was the first time that I was like, they have taken a team that's not as good as them, but mm -hmm. Oklahoma is a top 25 team. It has been yeah, for yeah. months now. Top 10 uh, at one point, I think. Yeah. Gross. It's gross, but they were there. And Baylor kicked the crap out of them. Like, mm -hmm. this is their first 20-point lead they've had in conference play. Um, and OU went on a couple of short runs, six straight or eight straight, and where in other games that would leave it as a two-point game, it brought it to like a 10 or 12 point game and Baylor just kept them there. And you didn't even get great production from your best players in this game last night. And so this was the first time I was like, no real like fluke or excuse on the other end. Baylor just took a team that wasn't as good as them and put them in their place, like pretty soundly in this game last night. Um, so I'm, I'm like all the way back. Questions. We are so back. Uh, question from the uh, front row here. Yeah. Uh, is this the most complete game that Baylor has played, at least in Big 12 play? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we thought we were trending that way in the Iowa State game. 
Um, it was the most it was the most impressive first half they had played. Uh, and then the refs got in the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've seen it in spurts, but it was always, oh yeah, but you know, Iowa state or UCF or whomever Mm -hmm. or Cincinnati was way better. These next eight minutes, or you hit one field goal in eight minutes against Texas. So you had seen the spurts there. This, you saw it for a whole game. Like again, OU didn't really threaten them. Um, after the first 10 or 12 minutes of the game, they were hit a hit a lot of threes in the first half. They shot, I think 59% from the floor in the first half and then just didn't look back. This is the best they have looked all year. Drake. I know you've been following along. This is the best they've looked. That's what I be 55%, 52% from three. Uh, you go 11 That's for 21. Good, That's I, really I, good. And I think it's a sweet spot. If Baylor makes 11 threes every game, they're going to be tough to beat. If you get double yeah. digits for a Baylor, if you're a BYU, you might not be guaranteed to win. For Baylor, you it's a question in the front row here. Yes. No, I, I, I was going to let you finish that point, but just wanted to put out oh, there. Yeah. Like there was a time not that long ago where if I asked you who is Baylor's Worst starter. Who would you tell me? Uh, who? Like beginning of the conference schedule. I mean, can I say Jaden Nunn? You can say Jaden Nunn. Because I think that's what a lot of people would have said. I, I would have said that. Um, Last night, Drake, he had 27 <laughs> points on 8 of 12 shooting, 6 of 9 from 3, 3 rebounds, uh, 3 steals, and yeah. 0 turnover so after 21 turnovers Which that part kansas, shocking by the way yes after 21 turnovers against kansas he and ray j dennis combined for one turnover in this mm-hmm. game against ou like that's that's there's so many things that has changed this baylor fortune in the last four or five games here yeah but that is the one to me that like jade nunn who was like killing you at times early in the conference schedule. He just he, he just wasn't getting it right. He has gotten it right, and he's not going to give you 27 every night, but the fact that he is capable of that, yeah, look out. And all, also, which he has done all season, played great defense. Baylor, Baylor shoots. fans, I don't know if they, they really appreciate the defense because the only time we, or not the only time, but we have seen Davion Mitchell. And it was like so in your face, good defense that any casual observer could realize how great the defense was. And now we're starting to realize it with Jaden Nunn too. The the fifty five percent and shooting eight percent better than Oklahoma with six more shots than Oklahoma and only turning the ball over five times as a team, leading the points off turnover twenty two to six. I mean. Again, this is as dominant as it gets. 10 to 2 in fast break points. You slowed Oklahoma down. You slowed them down wholly uh, to where they were so uncomfortable they put up 62 points. Five turnovers for the game. Five for the whole team. 21, man. Jaden Nunn can usually do that by himself or Ray Jaden. Yes, easy. Uh, my question is, though, even when he's playing I, somewhat well, like, I go yeah. back. I think the worst taste that I've had in my mouth in conference play for Baylor, uh, and this may not even be their worst game, but it's it's TCU. That's the game I circle and go, yeah. oh, I can't get it out of my brain just to think another Horn Frog victory in Waco and it uh, my Horn Frogs going to Waco and getting it done. Naturally going back home to Waco. Yep. Try, try to convince me that that was the outlier here. What? Why will those games not show up again? 
Well, it's a good question, and I, I don't know that I would have called it an outlier at the time. It was a tough yeah. loss, but we have we had seen them lose close games. We we saw you know the yeah, turnover Kansas State bug and Texas them in that the game. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, yeah. the 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 turnover bug had bit them in that game big time. They 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 didn't have good end of the clock possessions, which they have somehow improved vastly the last couple of games. Um, and and so it was more of like it wasn't an outlier at the time, but I can look mm-hmm. at that now. Because uh, a the the end of the clock possessions are much better, and I know that's only a, a short portion of the game, but it's absolutely been huge for them. And b because the defense has steadily gotten better since then, to the point that I don't know that they're going to go back to that. That they they had that game in control with ten or eight minutes left against TCU, and the frogs just kept coming down and just like backing them down for layups. Like it wasn't like they really got hot from three or or even that Baylor went totally stagnant. In fact, we were keeping a track, keeping track of that. They were scoring, but TCU was getting just great looks at the basket every time down. Yep. And it continued into overtime. Right now, you're not getting that. This is back-to-back games. They've held ranked teams under 65 points. Um, and they really probably could have done that against tech last week as well, but they kind of let the foot off the gas toward the end of the game. And they have shown dominance in the conference schedule in the zone and in man-to-man and switching that throughout the game, which again, they did last night that this defense ain't going to be as good as Houston or Iowa state, but it's not going to be that far off. It's, it's really not when it, when it's all said and done, they have trended towards that direction and it's not like, I just don't think that's something that's, that's going to go away from, from this team. So that's why I think when you look back at that DCU game, it's an anomaly because they won't play that poor defensively. I don't think if a team loses a basketball game by 12, is that a blowout? <sighs> blowout seems tough. I, it, I usually think Drake, anything inside of 10, it feels like you had a chance at some point. So I, I don't know if it's a blowout, but that's what, what about three. And, and, hey, I mean, 12 is a blowout in, in the big 12. I'll say that. What, this what year, if you lose blowout. one by three? That's close. Tight game. Baylor has lost four Big 12 games by a total yeah. of 12 points. Yeah. That is, that's good. That's, that's good. good. And when you get to March, you can't say, to be oh, fair, they, they've won a couple. They've won a couple close ones too. Uh, Cincinnati, an inferior team. They Which won in, the, in this so, conference is. But, but you know. yes, four, four by my 12 points. And when you're basically one game out of first place, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, with West Virginia coming up too, which is very winnable because those BYU Houston games so. and at TCU and Kansas at home and there, yeah, there's some that's on the get road tough. is scary, man. It's got to get tough. And then um, Houston at home. This is a locked on Baylor crossover with locked on Dose Grande. Today's show is brought to you by the way that I make money, and that is at FanDuel. I'm telling you, I go to FanDuel. It's like an ATM. I say, hey, Mr. ATM, boop, 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 boop. Here's the pick that I want. And when the pick hits, I get money. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You just go and you say, hey, happy Valentine's Day. I want to put this on this, on that. And it works. It's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on your favorite NBA players, too. Quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to shoot your shot. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn at a chance for $150 in free play if your bet wins. FanDuel, official sports partner of the NBA. 
Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12, Locked On Baylor crossover. Thanks for making our shows your first listen every single day. Drake Toll alongside you. Cameron Stewart from Locked On Baylor as well. Um, Cam, who is the best basketball team? It, after after last night, what we've seen this week, who is the, and I'm going to ask you to do the stupid thing where I ask you a question and then have like a, a, a back end of the question. Who is the best Big 12 basketball team with the knowledge that Houston, Iowa State, Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, BYU, and TCU all sit above 500. It's got to be out of those seven teams. Who's I, though? Te- balloons. Though ten teams could make March Madness. Who is the best? I said this last time. Okay. And I'm sticking with it for now. Okay. I'm saying it's the Houston Cougars. Ooh. But if you ask me on February 25th. Mm-hmm. I might just say the Baylor Bears. Shut if they up. can, if Shut they can up. take care of their business, Baylor. That's how they you can, do this. And they can beat, you know, West Virginia on the road. I know they've they've tripped up some teams, but that should be a win. BYU on the road is like one that I'm just Impossible. hate seeing, nauseous looking yeah. at. Um, and then on February 24th, if they can win in LJ Cryer's homecoming to Waco, then. They are the best for me. But that's a lot to say, right? So right now, the best team is Houston. According to Shot which I use for all of my analytics, Houston is number two in the country right behind Arizona. Uh, Purdue is number three. And at number four is the team that I think is the best team in the Big 12. And it is Iowa State. That's fine. I believe that Iowa State has the most the most withstanding roster. Like th- this is, this is the group Taman Lipsy being, being the leader of that. The defense, TJ Otzelberger, they've shown they can do it on the road. That went against Cincinnati. They've shown they can do it at home. They sit at 19 and five overall. They're a sneak, their top 10 team. Like if I tell the, the average big 12 viewer, like, Hey, what's Iowa state ranked? You'd be like, eh, 21. No, they're a top 10 21. team right now. Uh, with a coach that nobody really knew exactly how he would fit in there. Nobody was over the moon that T.J. Otzelberger had the job in Ames. And they feel like they are so built for March. Uh, I, I They've had some crappers. Losses at Oklahoma, at BYU that weren't competitive. They barely lost to Baylor in Waco. But overall, their body of work, the way they have thrashed teams at home, the way they've thrashed teams uh, uh, like like TCU on the road. For a large portion of that game, yeah. it was a blowout until TCU yeah. came back at the very end late. Iowa State's done it at home. They've done it on the road. They did it fairly well-ish in the non-conference. A couple, I think it was like Texas A&M they lost to, and maybe a Virginia, Virginia Tech, who whoever it was, are not very good. But now, I think, Virginia, ranked. Yeah. I think Iowa State has set itself apart in this conference. But before we even dig too far into it, we've, we've mentioned Houston, Baylor, and Iowa State. Where's Kansas here? We got Kansas fans throwing stuff right now. This uh, you mentioned is it just not is it not your your mom and pop's big big, big Bill Self team? Uh, I I mean yes it is. That doesn't mean they're not good, but it, it's not a vintage Bill Self team, and it's not the team that we nor Kansas fans were expecting as preseason number one and bringing in Hunter Dickinson like. This was this kind of inconsistency is not what they what they thought was coming, right? And I, I just think when when I think about the Big Twelve and the top of the Big Twelve, because all these teams are so good and, and well rounded, I look more at the vulnerabilities rather than the strengths. And I think Kansas's vulnerabilities 
are just more vulnerable than some than some other teams. And part of it, while unfair, is the status of Kevin McCullough. I know they're pretty uh, optimistic that he's going to be in at the weekend, so we'll see. But to take your leading scorer out of there has been a big hit for them. I mean, they, they could well have lost that game on Saturday against Baylor. They didn't, but then they lose by 30 to tech and yeah. the, the inability to win on the road is, is frightening. Uh, again, you don't have to do that in the NCAA tournament. Sure. But that could cost you a couple seeds. If you keep losing on the road in the big 12, which is not an easy place and no place is an easy place to play in this conference. Um, so yeah, it's just, I, I look at them and I, I don't see a great defensive team, um, they, they do move the ball really well, but, um, you know, you, you just saw a flat offensive team the other night against, against tech, where I think there was 17 turnovers in that entire game. Uh, they had either eight or nine, um, but yeah. they, they didn't throw the ball all over the place and they still couldn't score. And that's, that's a, a bit frightening to me. We saw, uh, in the game Saturday, even in a win, Hunter Dickinson went way quiet for a ton of that game against Baylor. So uh, it's just it's inconsistency, whether it's from game to game or from half to half. They are having a lot of trouble putting a really good 40 minutes together, but they did it against Houston. So we have seen the blueprint. Tech is two and four on the road. BYU is two and four on the road. Kansas it's is not two easy, and five. man. That's part of why those teams are not at the forefront of this conversation right now. Uh, just the not the inability Baylor to win on the road, but the road. they haven't. Yeah, Baylor's two and three, which mm -hmm. is a game better than two and four. Uh, but Houston and Iowa State seem to have set themselves above. Do you think, though, given that the, I've seen Houston play in a Final Four before and they got shellacked by Baylor? I remember that. Uh, yeah. Do you think Houston, I, I'm narrowing it down to those two, Houston and Baylor, that are the most susceptible to an early exit in March? Do you think it's a it's another team that that isn't them or or is it one of those two uh yeah because i've seen i think we've seen how combustible baylor can be early in the big 12 schedule um but i i'd, I'd put iowa state in there okay because of last yeah, year yeah and and i and right and i and that's not me saying hey they're going to lose in the first round Kansas but didn't make it out of the first weekend last year Kansas lost to Arkansas in the round of 32. But like, you remember, you remember that year Baylor won it all when they won the national championship? Remember that? I think I did. Um, yeah. Kansas lost to USC in the tournament by like 30 points. And wow. th that team, that was COVID the year. right, right. Throughout the season, that team reminds me of this Kansas team that we're watching right now. Like an uh, Evan Mobley USC. It must've been. Yeah. Was yeah. it one of those Mobleys that was just hanging around? Yeah, I don't think USC is going to beat them in the in the tournament this year, though. I'll give them that. Mm -hmm. USC yeah. is terrible, but that's yeah. for that's for the locked on Big Ten guys. Is that LeBron James Jr.'s team? It, it, oh, sorry, Bronny. Bronny. Yeah, do you remember that tweet? By the way, of it's like so LeBron, who that be? <laughs> he changed his number. So that, LeBron <laughs> James Jr. Hey, yo, who that? Who that be? Just so he doesn't, doesn't, doesn't like want to be, yeah, doesn't want to be in the be associated shadow of his with his dad. father. Um, that's great. That's Cameron Stewart. This is Drake Toll. Let's talk basketball for the rest of our lives in a locked on Big 12, locked on Baylor crossover.